Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another CI for Life podcast. I'm Rick Hyland. I'm here with my very special guest, Janet Smith. She is a master mindset coach. Those of you that know the podcast know we love talking about mindset and, and resilience and all those topics. And that's some of the topics we'll cover today with Janet. But Janet, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm fantastic. And it's a pleasure to be here with you and all your listeners. I'm excited to have you on and to talk about one of my favorite topics. But before we jump into mindset and resilience and all those things, give us some of your background uh, and history, if you don't mind. Well, I just for people to know, I grew up in Wyoming and Colorado. I grew up in the level, and this is important later on, I grew up on a poverty level. Um, I had no clue. I, I didn't know. I It wasn't until later that I knew, but I grew up on that level. And so after that, I, I followed the mainstream like everyone. I went to college, had a family. I worked. I, I've probably had five different things, including editing the mergers and acquisition law that's used in CCH today. I think it's the 1986 law with uh, Marty Ginsburg, who was Chief Justice Ginsburg's husband, and Jack Levin. And so I've done everything, including being chairman of the board of a, a nonprofit that helped homeless women find a better education. So they broke the cycle with their children. Nice. So so this just gives kind of an overview of I've always felt like I had to assist the underserved. Um, and through time, I ended up getting a large sum of money uh, in a divorce. And I thought, well, now I can help the underserved, both nonprofit and individual alike. I can do so much with this money. And before long, everybody was attached to me for my money. Mm. And I, could, I couldn't say no. And, and then I found myself in arbitration because my uh, investment advisor, who was with an international investment firm, which is still going today, um, made an investment outside the scope of the firm. And I lost millions. And through that, through all of that, um, when I was in arbitration, I kept thinking, I'm going to lose this money. I never thought I wasn't going to win. And sure enough, he was disbarred. His partner was fine. The company was fined. But I only got 10% of what I lost. So now this took me down the rabbit hole of saying, okay, why did that happen to me? And I started looking at, well, we can look at quantum physics, because that says 99.9% .9 of everything we see, the tables, our computers, everything's energy, right? Our thoughts are energy. I mean, it's shown that the biochemical effects of your brain functioning shows that your cells are affected by your very thoughts. So that means our thoughts and our emotions have energy. So that explains kind of why I lost, you know, the vibration I had going there, but I knew it had to be deeper than that. So I started looking at my epigenetics. And epigenetics is the coding in our genes that's passed down from our ancestors to us. And this is a layman's term, so everybody can, I'm simplifying it, but these genes can be turned on or they can be turned off. So for example, my mother and her mother and her mother were incredible worriers. They worried about 99% of everything that wouldn't happen. And yet I had it. So... I started examining 
going down that rabbit hole. And I discovered that I came from uh, eight generations of ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who signed up to give their last cents to the underserved and who never had money to manage. Now, I can say they signed up for that and it's honorable because I never want to take away what they chose in their life. But I didn't choose that imprint of inherited money consciousness on me. So that's what took me down the rabbit hole to actually do what I do today, which is to assist people in those momentous blocks in business, in your personal life and business teams so that they can flow and have the success in the area and actually really figure out where they have something that is contracting and where they have something that's expansive. Because if, you, if you're if you expansive, then you're moving forward. But it, the minute you start contracting or, or start fighting with uh, a belief and hang on to a belief that's not serving you, you're not going to move forward. Mm, that's good stuff. So if I resist that limiting belief, it sticks with me. If if I relax, tell me tell me more about how yeah. I handle those limiting beliefs. Yeah. So so I always tell people, you know, it takes being a student of your life, and it really takes you to be really completely honest. And I would tell you, if there's a belief that you're hanging on really strongly, like you're really strongly hanging on to some belief. I would say to you, where does that belief come? Does it come from your parents? Does it come from society? Is it you? Do you really believe that? It's something that you really have to go inside. But if if you keep repeating the same scenario or you're having problems in like money consciousness and, you know, if you're having problems with money and it's almost like you have a ceiling or you only reach one point. And I, I, I heard, um, I think it was in one of your podcasts, somebody was talking like people have a ceiling where they reach and and they psychologically don't think that they can go to another level. And that's that's a belief system that they have in themselves. And that's something that's contracting them. They're not they're not expansive then. And so we go in and we can find out what belief system they have that's keeping them in that spot. Very good. Okay, so. There's a couple of terms um, that you use that I want you to unpack a little bit. First of all, can you explain the four techniques used for reprogramming? Um, neurolinguistic programming, affectionately known as NLP. Okay. So a lot of people know it as NLP. You know, neuro is about the brain. Linguistic is how we communicate. And we're programmed. Everybody's programmed. Um, we're programmed from the time we're born it, it starts uh, from birth to about eight years old. We're in theta state. So we believe everything we hear. We don't argue with it. We have no reason. Um, it's kind of like how we go home from uh, kindergarten at five and tell our parents, hey, Joey says he's the boss and we believe it. And our parents are like sitting us down going, no, it's this, you know. Um, so it's kind of a, a an interesting process. But that's how we we begin uh, to be programmed. And neurolinguistic programming actually kind of helps you unpack that. And I want people to understand another thing. Um, you only commute, communicate 7% with your words. 93% is with your language. So for all of uh, you entrepreneurs out there and and any, anyone listening, start paying attention to your body language the direction of your eyes, because direction of the eyes means something, and uh, and pay attention to 
how you present yourself because you're communicating with more than just your words. Um, but neurolinguistic programming has a lot of different ways to shift your belief system um, by even in your mind having you see a picture one way, okay, seeing a situation the way you see it today, and then switching it. They call it swish and switching it to where you see it a totally different way. So mm. there's so many ways that you can just release in tools in neurolinguistic programming. So I use that. I use theta healing for those people who are meditators because they're able to get into a meditative state and I go with them and we go through a timeline. Now, NLP uses a timeline too, but nearly, uh, but uh, theta healing, you go through a timeline and you can find out where the first time they felt worry or where the first time they had that money consciousness or where they, you know, where, uh, you know, if their parents said, uh, finance was the root of all evil or whatever, they can find that first spot. Um, and so you can release it at that time. So theta healing kind of takes you through more of a meditative state, whereas neurolinguistic programming, they use hypnotherapy in neurolinguistic program, but theta healing, actually the practitioner is participating in the travel time through the timeline. Um, then there's EMDR or EMI, which is eye movement integration that's used for trauma. And by a simple movement of your fingers and hands, you can basically take somebody out of uh, fight or flight and you can reprogram that. And it's done by literally crossing your left cortex with your right cortex and bringing you into a whole brain state on on the feeling. So what people need to understand is when you've gone through trauma, you hold it fragmented in your brain. And so your left side of your cortex with or your left brain, it's your logical side and your right side is actually your creative side. And so they argue on how you're going to heal. So that's why a lot of people don't heal from trauma, but if they do EMI or EMDR, it you will get immediate relief. It's it's amazing how it works. In one session, you'll feel it. Mm. And so the last one is called Psyche. And most people haven't heard of it. And it's spelled P-S-Y-C-H-K. It was founded by Rob Williams. And it basically takes you into the whole brain state. In other words, it crosses your left cortex with your right cortex and brings you into a whole brain state on your new belief or the, what you want to achieve. Okay. So if you have fear and you want to create it into safety, security, and confidence in every situation, then you can put that into your subconscious. It goes into your conscious mind and your subconscious mind through this process. And if people know who Dr. Bruce Lipton is, he's very well known. He's uh, wrote the book Biology of Belief on the subconscious mind. I think about over 20 years ago. In the back of the book, he writes that psyche is the fastest, most efficient way to change a self-limiting belief into a self-enhancing one. And he attributes that psyche to why he finished the, writing the book and why he has great relationships today. And actually, a couple of months ago, I heard him speak on Lewis Howe about about psyche and using it. He calls it a, a uh, energy psychology technique. Hmm. And so what it does is it changes up your energy too. 
Okay. So let me go. The anxiety is a, uh, you've already mentioned this, but um, love your insights for entrepreneurs today, the economy, inflation, after COVID supply chain issues, it's massive issue for anybody, but particularly for on- entrepreneurs with this economy and, and the uncertainty. And so it's creating a lot of anxiety and worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of these, t- uh, first of all, are you noticing in your practice an increase in, in anxiety and worry? And which of these tools or approaches work best for that? Well, I'm going to say this about anxiety and worry. I, I don't think I've ever met uh, a client that doesn't have anxiety or worry in some area of their life or in some area of their business. I mean, I just, it's, I haven't met it yet. <laughs> so, so I want to, I want to clear that up. So anybody who's feeling it, I, I think it's pretty normal. Not alone. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I would say, I would say this, uh, I always tell people go with what resonates with you, go what you feel comfortable because all of these will be able to change it. But one thing I will say to them, if you, whether you want to use near linguistic programming whether you want to use theta healing or whether you want to uh, use EMDR, you know, for the trauma, I would always follow it up with a psyche session. I I always use psyche in every single session I do. So I kind of go with the flow of who's in front of me. And so for me to tell somebody which one to do, I think I would say to you, check them out, see what resonates, because I'm all about giving people the tools and say, find the practitioner that you like, find who resonates with you, because using these and moving it out and then going and doing something like Psyche, it it's it it's a game changer. I mean, I've I've had I've had 95% success rate in using these techniques. And and for me, I combine them all. I, I I'm gonna be frank with you. I combine all of these when I'm working with somebody, but I'm giving everyone the tools and and understand what can change what they want to change because I believe that you can you can change take your money ceiling or or even the ceiling of what you think you can achieve or even your worry and change it into safety security and confidence and once you do that and they have to understand that once you get rid of your worry and you change your frequency to know that everything's going to flow. Everything's working to your advantage. Once you start stepping into that frequency, um, you change what they call your paradigm. And so you shift your life, both personally and professionally, because understand this, if you keep going in the road of fear, you're never going to change anything. But once you change to safety, security, and confidence, well, you've just opened the road. Mm. You've opened and changed your life, both personally and professionally. Love it. Okay. Talk to me about mindset and, or sorry, specifically resilience. That's a big issue and opportunity for entrepreneurs as well to develop grit as Angela Duckworth calls it, or this resilience, this ability to bounce back, to learn from failures, growth mindset, if you will, uh, Carol Dwick. So tell us your uh, approach to that and how you uh, improve resilience. Well, one of the resilience tools that I give people. Um, if you want to try it, I can try it right now. It's only 90 seconds. Sure. Okay. So I would ask that everybody who's listening to just sit back and, uh, and close their eyes. And, uh, I want to preface this by, this is a technique that the samurais used to use prior to going into battle. 
So I, um, I want you to just relax and uh, take all the thoughts and all the emotions and everything you're feeling. And I, we're going to flow it down to two inches below your navel, which is your horror point. So we're going to just take them down, 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 and just see those thoughts and the feelings just flow down, down, down to two inches below your navel. They're just flowing down and they keep flowing down. And now from that point, see a bright light and see all of that flowing down your legs to the ground, to the center of the earth. So just feel everything's flowing from the top of your head all the way down to the ground, to the center of the earth. And now you can open your eyes. Now, the samurais used to do this because they'd have so many thoughts going through the top of their head, in their head, that they'd be top heavy and they'd be easier to knock off their horse. So they knew that if they could ground themselves, then they couldn't be knocked off. And so this is a resilience tool that everybody listening, I would encourage you to use so that if you're, even if you're in a meeting and you feel like everything's just jumbled together, excuse yourself, go to your office, go to the bathroom. I don't care where you go. Just take that 90 seconds and just see it all flushed down because you will start anew. Guarantee you, you will start anew. Yeah. It's interesting. You could do that between meetings to reset yourself. You could do that on your way home, uh, not driving, but uh, when you're not driving, close your eyes and reset, right? For the new, for the visit home and right. all that you have to do there. That, that's, that, I really like that technique. Yeah, it really clutters everything out. Um, and and I do, when I do my workshop, I open with something that, that's called aware, be aware of the awareness. And I take people through another process, which is also about 90 seconds. I find that uh, entrepreneurs are always moving so quickly. So I try to keep, even if I do a meditation or I take them in anything, it never lasts longer than three minutes because they're constantly moving. So aware of the awareness is just, if somebody could just sit for a moment and just close their eyes and be aware of this chair they're sitting in, the room they're in, the sounds that are around them, right? The breath that's going in and out of their their, their lungs and the thoughts in their head and just be aware of that. And then all of a sudden be say, oh, I'm aware of being aware of all of this. It brings you back down to really being aware, like being present in the moment. And I think that's the hardest thing for people is to be present. Like we're present right now, but a lot of people sometimes have other thoughts always going on. And so resilience tools to me help an entrepreneur bring it to the focus of where they are right at that moment. And the last thing I'd say to everyone is get rid of your, I call them ants, get rid of your ants, automatic negative thoughts. Those are the worst things that attack our mindset. And I always say to people, why don't you, instead of worrying, say everything's working out to my advantage. Reset Every, that, yeah. Yeah, reset with everything's working out to my advantage, and and um, because you, I guarantee you, if you have that and just say everything's working out to my advantage, every time you had that thought of what might happen, 
it's not going to happen because you're constantly saying everything's working out my advantage. And I know that people think that maybe energy is woo woo or anything, but you know, quantum physics is based on energy and it, it, it has proven that our frequencies, I mean, Einstein even said it, put the frequency of the reality you wish for and you can't help but bring it to you. That's not philosophy. That's physics. And, and so when people start looking at the molecules and how they attack and how attach and how they're both um, connected to each other, you really understand what's going on in our body and what's going on all around us. I just wish, um, you know, at school, we learn intellectual to build our intellectual capacity. Wouldn't it be wonderful? We spent more time how to regulate our emotions and understand them and work through them, you know, this emotional resilience idea. I mean, is it just as important, more important? And yet we never even tackle the top topic, right? Even in college, right? Very yeah. Can you get into emotional capability and development? I think it's, I think it's more available now than it was uh, really when I went to college or even 10 years ago. Uh, I think it's more acceptable to talk about mindset. It's more acceptable to talk about our conscious, our subconscious, and our superconscious mind because, um, our, I mean, our subconscious does control 95% of everything. So the more you can get control over your ants or your automatic negative thoughts and everything that I'm talking about, the more you increase the time that you're in your conscious mind. And that's what you want to achieve. You want to increase so that because your conscious mind is the commander of the ship. So why wouldn't you want to increase that instead of just being on autopilot? But I agree. I think I think our society, and this is the honest truth, I think our society is so steeped in its programming and its structure that and science too, that it's kind of hard to come out of it. You know, it's kind of, it, it, we're requiring them to deprogram too and reprogram, or I call um, recoding. We're, we're asking them to recoding too. And I think it's a larger project <laughs> to decode yeah. that. Fair enough. So, so uh, when you look at society, but I do, I, I even tell my entrepreneurs, read the news. Don't, don't watch the news, read the news because uh, there's less of a uh, anxiety frequency that comes through that. Mm. Yeah, I know a lot of people that stop watching the news because of that very reason. Yeah, I think I think it's it's just the frequency. It's my son once said to me, he goes, you know, newscasters are like ESPN. <laughs> they they kind of rile up their their fans. And and so he I was proud that he got that. Um, because I don't think he watches the news at all. I know he reads the news too. So so I want to tackle one of the one other topic here before we finish. And you talk and write about um having a, you know, kind of a balanced approach and being able to do well at all things. And yeah. which I'm a big believer in if you're intentional and, and plan for that. So tell me, how do I do that? How do I have this whole life? Now, I just don't want one area of my life successful. I want this more balanced and successful life overall in, in at home, work, uh, in all my relationships. How do I do that? Well, first of all, when we talk about relationships, when you're starting to examine your relationships, it goes into examining er every area of your life and what's working and, and different things will come up. Even for me now, I still see things that I'm like, oh, I, I don't really care for that characteristic of myself. So I'm going to change that. 
Um, so I, it's we're all in a work of progress, but I do believe that when you change one area of relationships, you change it across the board. It's kind of like when I spoke about fear. When you start changing fear in your life, you're not just going to change, fear, you know, and you go to safety, security, and confidence. Well, that safety, security, and confidence is going to go into your personal life. It's also going to go into your business life. It doesn't just go into one area. So when you make a shift, it's going to make a shift across the board. It can't, it can't help but not. Yeah. And so that's how you can have success. I think people limit themselves and say, I can only have it here. I can, I mean, think about this. When you change your inherited money consciousness, do you not just change it in your business or do you change it in your home life too? You change it across the So it's not, it's not just one area. Once you start stepping in to actually recoding, reorganizing, you know, reprogramming yourself for what you want to achieve in your life. It will go across the board. Mm. When's your book coming out? This is good stuff. <laughs> Are you got one? I, I am. I'm, I, I have one that's called uh, Voice Consciousness Unedited. Um, but hopefully, hopefully the final draft will be done in May. And it's, and just for everybody to know, it's, it's a guidebook and I have tried everything. I, I, these are the four techniques that I'm giving you, but I'm certified in about 12 different ones, but I also, uh, try everything. If I, I research, I listen to people and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try that and see if that works so that I can pass it along to, you know, my clients. Um, because that's what I'm here for, um, to assist them. But it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of goofy. Um, I've even tried quantum codes. Uh, numbers have frequency. I think people would agree that. Uh, it's proven that uh, sequences of numbers actually have frequency, just like the words we speak have frequencies. So I've even tried to code my water that way. Scientifically, it's been done to prove that the molecules change, right? Um, there's a whole scientist that wrote a book about watching molecules. If you put the word love under it, as opposed to the word hate. So I said, okay, this is a concept. I'm going to, I'm going to go down that route. So I've done a lot of different, different things to see what's working and what's not. And, and, uh, and then put it in the book so people understand what they're all about. Mm, I'm excited to see it. I'll get it. So any last advice for entrepreneurs trying to scale their business? Any summary thoughts or any uh, advice that you haven't shared? And then do tell people where they can find out more about you. Uh, well, I want everybody to know that I do believe success in every area of your life is real and it is obtainable, but the power's in your hands. So we talked about it. You have control. Um, so just remember, everything's working out to your advantage. I will add that. Um, and you can find me at JanetElaineSchmidt.com. And uh, I think the email is assistant at janetylane.com. Mm, wonderful ideas. I love that also these ideas are baked out of your own experience, right? And your own curiosity, yeah. your own trying to reprogram and learn for yourself. And now you've got to that master level where you're able to share and bless other people's lives. So thanks for what we are doing. I look forward to the book. And thanks for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself. Thanks. Take care, Janet. You too.